This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 708 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by EquestrianCollections.com. Hi, Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is an excerpt from the Dressage Radio Show, episode number 178. Beth Haste joins hosts Reese and Philip to talk about different snaffle bits and their functions. But before we get to our tip, let's hear from Equestrian Collections. Hi, Glenn here from the Horse Radio Network, and I'm with Debbie from Equestrian Collections. How are you, Debbie? Hi, Glenn. I'm just great. And this week I wanted to feature something that we have on our website, www.equestriancollections.com. You know, a lot of people say, are you only online? Well, you know what? We have taken care of that for you. We are online, but we're also catalogs online. If you go to our website and at the very top of the page of the homepage, you will see a little box that says catalogs. You click on that, and all the catalogs from our different vendors come up. All you have to do is click on any one of them, and it opens up just like a book. It's just really cool. You just click at the bottom of the page, and the page turns as if you were looking at a catalog, um, you know, sitting there uh, in bed or something. But the best part of this kind of catalog is if you click on it, and we have this item available. All you have to do is click on it. It takes you right over so you can order it right there. So it's very convenient, and you can look at all the different things and just spend all day doing that if you'd like because we've got plenty of them. I do really like that the fact that uh, you're looking at the at, really at the manufacturer's catalog, and if you guys have it, you can just click on it. It takes you to the order page. If you don't have it, it just pops up with a little thing that says item not available so you know exactly what you can get and what you can't get. That's exactly right, and that's such a help, too, because, you know, if we can't get it, then you can't get it. So here we go. We can every, you'll know right away if you can get it from us. Very good. That's uh, Go to EquestrianCollections.com, the Catalogs tab at the top of the page at EquestrianCollections.com. This product highlight was produced by the Horse Radio Network. Listen to all of our shows at HorseRadioNetwork.com. Beth, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on tonight. Well, thank you for having me, Reese. So, Beth, you are going to talk to us today and, and help us break down uh, bidding. We're doing a, a series. So we're starting to talk today about the snaffle bit. So can you just get started on talking about snaffles and, and how do we uh, distinguish for our horses? You bet. Um, you can never look at a bit as just one single entity. You need to divide the bit into two pieces. The first piece being the cheek piece, because the cheek piece will change things that the mouthpiece does. So when you look at a bit, you have to divide it into two places. So, for example, the egg butt and the D-ring and the full cheek and the bouncer are all what they considered a fixed cheek bit. And then you have, in a class of its own, is a loose ring. And when you look at these bits, you have to think of it in two different ways. One, there's a grammar school bit, and there's a high school bit, just like in school. 
And your grammar school bits are going to be the fixed cheek bits. So the D-ring, the egg butt, the full cheek, and the voucher. And these will lessen the information that goes down to the mouthpiece. And then on the other hand, you've got the loose ring, which is considered a high school bit. Because every movement of the hand vibrates down to the horse's mouth which is why it's a high school dressage bit, because we want to have all this finesse. And then after you divide what appears to be a fixed cheek or a loose ring, then you can look at the mouthpiece, and then that's a separate piece altogether. And in a snaffle, you can have a couple of different bits. You can have a two-piece snaffle, which just breaks in the middle, or you can have a three-piece snaffle, which has a small piece in the middle, and two equal parts coming to that. And um, and then there's different, you know, there's twisted snaffles, there's, but they're still only broken in two pieces. So most snaffles are only broken into one, you know, two pieces or three pieces. So if this kind of helps you to look at something and to how to think about it, do you have any questions on that? No, I think that's pretty straightforward, Beth. Um, I'm just wondering maybe if we talk about kind of um, the differences even in, you know, like a full cheek versus the bell curve bit. Um, Absolutely. We're going to get into that but a little bit. It'd be like great. People to kind of, yeah, we just like want to, to break it up into two or three portions so people can kind of think of it that way. So then when we talk about each individual one, we kind of have a better way to look at it. So if you, uh, like... If you wanted to start a young horse, if it's absolutely at the beginning, you may want to use a full cheek snaffle. Number one, it won't put so much information down to the horse's mouth because it might confuse him. And then the other thing is the full cheek will actually aid in direction for a direct rein. And that really helps a, a real beginning horse. And then I think that um, as the horse gets steadier in the bridle, then you can switch them over either to a D-ring, an egg butt, or a loose ring. But in the beginning, it really helps them with the direction. So Beth, tell us about the D-ring. I don't typically use D-rings very often. When would you use a D-ring, and what, what does a D-ring do? Um, a D-ring, again, works like um, a fixed cheek bit. So a little less information is going down the rein to the mouthpiece. And the D-ring, and especially American D-rings, are quite long next to the uh, to the mouthpiece and that will also give more direction to a young horse almost work like a full cheek snaffle yeah i was just going to say i think it, it works very similar to a full cheek and then and then the egg butt in comparison has a, a less kind of bit on the side of the horse's mouth is that correct that's correct and in the egg butt, the egg butt um, it doesn't give you the direction, but it's still a six-cheek bit. So you still don't have too much information going down the rein to the mouthpiece. And uh, an egg butt can be really, really good for a beginner rider because maybe their hands aren't quite as steady or as precise as they could be. The full cheek, the egg butt, and the D-ring will maybe make it a little bit easier to communicate with the horse until their hands get a little bit better. And how about the basher? That's a little bit different action, isn't it, in the horse's ah. mouth? Yes. 
the Bausch still works like a six cheek, so there's not going to be as much information going down to the rain. But where a regular snapper, whether it be an egg butt, loose ring, full cheek, or, you know, um, will still have the horse elevated a little at the pole and then back to the rider's hand. Where the Bausch differs is that it actually gets the horse to stretch a little bit more over the top line and lower the pole and then back to the hand. So for horses who carry themselves unnecessarily high, um, certain breeds do that. Um, if the horse is not quite stretching from his hind end over his top line, that might give him a little bit better idea and also lower that um, lower that pole. And what pick do you maybe would recommend for a, a horse with um, what I would describe as a strong mouth or a really kind of steady, a horse that likes to pull the bit? It's, it's, there's two different things. They can either be strong, which they just don't quite understand the connection yet or they're not coming enough from behind. Um, and I don't know that a bit is going to help that. I mean, if we're talking about dressage, we're talking about um, what's legal and what's not legal. So there isn't an awful lot um, that's maybe a little stronger that would be good for a strong horse in dressage. But if you were jumping or um, doing a lot of other disciplines, they have a lot more option in their bit choices to give a little bit stronger bit. Um, like a, um, uh, a Dr. Bristol might be a little bit stronger bit if the horse was a little strong in the hand. But if the horse pulls, that's a whole different ballgame. And there is an actually, there is a wonderful snaffle out there to help the horse not pull. And when you have a pulling situation, sometimes you have a rider that may be a little inexperienced that when the horse pulls, they pull back, and then it becomes a little bit of um, a syndrome. It's like who crossed the, you know, uh, what chicken, did the chicken or the egg cross the road first? I mean, you have to look at it as who started pulling. And if you've got a situation like that, um, there is a wonderful bit called the Wilson Snaffle. And that has two rings on each side, and two of the rings float to the middle of the bit. And you can attach that floating ring to the cheek piece on either side, and then the regular Snaffle ring you attach to the rein. And what you have to do is get the rider to ride in a fixed hand position and not pull no matter what. And then when the horse pulls, those little sliding rings just put a little pressure on either side of the mouth. And when they are not pulling, it gives them a reward. And in no way is this harsh at all. It's just a little pressure. But they learn really quickly not to pull. And then the rider, of course, is fixing the hands so they're not pulling and contributing to the situation. So, Beth, you, you briefly touched on legal versus not legal and that we don't have a lot of choices in the U.S. and, and in Canada um, for bits that we can go to. Where's a great place or a resource to find out if the bit you're using is legal or not legal? Well, I think that the USEF website is always a great place to go to because that will list out 
what bits are legal in each of the USEF sports. Great. Yeah, I mean, I think, I, I mean, for sure it's all about the training, you know, but uh, I think it was a great point that Beth made about riders that don't have maybe super educated hands and maybe some resources uh, sources to help that um, with a little bit different bit changes. Um, you know, I've used that a little bit, depending on, you know, depending on the horse and the situation. But, uh, you know, just use it for a week or two weeks and then go right back to the snaffle just to show the rider sometimes, you know, how, how things should, should work and, and how to use the hands really correctly. Well, there you go. If you enjoyed Reese and Philip chatting with Beth, and who wouldn't, you can tune in every week at dressageradio.com. You can also find more tips about tack on horsetipdaily.com. Just go to the Topics drop-down menu on the left. Don't forget to support our sponsors here on Horse Tip Daily because they make these podcasts possible. Today's podcast has been brought to you by EquestrianCollections.com. Just like Horse Tip Daily brings the whole world of equine knowledge to you, Equestrian Collections brings the whole world of equine online shopping to you. And I especially love their online catalogs. It's just like sitting there with the catalog. Check them out today at EquestrianCollections.com and tell them Coach Jen sent you. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover on the show. You can subscribe to all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. You can also listen to the shows right on Facebook. The player's right there every day. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. Thank you.